As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. This is Short Stuff. So let's short it up. Yeah, this is about breathing, about the benefits of nose breathing, but it could be the shortest short stuff ever Ever if we just said the biggest benefit of nose breathing is that you're not a mouth breather. Yeah, the for end. real. <laughs> I've so noticed. I, remember. I, I do mouth breathe if I'm not paying attention to it sometimes. It's all right. Oh, I'm really? just going to say it. I do try to nose breathe, but I was recently diagnosed with a deviated septum. Oh. And it, it makes sense to me. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's hard for me to breathe through my nose. Interesting. And then after researching nose breathing, which, by the way, I think you got this original article from How Stuff Works, right? That's right. Um, I'm like, I'm going to get my deviated septum fixed. I want to be able to breathe through my nose properly. Now, is that code for nose job still? I don't think so. I'm fine with my nose. I mean, no, it's a big funny. old 30s comic strip gangster like hook nose, but I no. like it. You no, got, it is. A, oh, you it got a regular is. nose? No. Not to it, say other noses are irregular. I, I love wacky shaped noses. Well, then you got to love my nose because it's a, it's a honker. I never thought it was much of a honker, but that it sort of used to be code as like someone would come back to to class from spring break with like a brand new nose. And they're like, I had a deviated septum. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That is super 80s. They would be wearing like chunky socks and have yeah. like their sweater tied together <laughs> over their shoulders and exactly. eating like a, a, a little <laughs> cup of yogurt. Uh, so what's the big deal? Why should you breathe through your nose? Well, there's a guy named James Nestor. He is a nose breathing researcher who is also an author on nose breathing. He wrote Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art came out a couple of years ago during the pandemic. And um, he, isn't it nice, Chuck, to be able to say things like that in past tense? I just said that in past tense as if the pandemic is over. Yeah, not over, but things are certainly much, much better. So yeah. I'm with you. Wowee. Anyway, James Nestor says you, you want to nose breathe, mouth breathing bad, nose breathing good, like your body is basically equipped for breathing through your nose. He said he doesn't even know why God came up with breathing through the mouth. It's so stupid. <laughs> That's right, uh, because your lungs want moist, warm, or moister and warmer air, and breathing through your nose provides that. It, it goes, when it goes through the nose, it goes through, uh, passes by these turbinates, these uh, bony structures, and they're covered in soft tissue called mucosa, and that stuff is going to warm up 
and moist up that air as it goes into your lungs, and your lungs are going to be much happier. Plus, that's not even to mention the cilia, the little sure. hairs that line um, your nasal airway, the in addition makers. to the big old hairs. <laughs> but you also have little tiny microscopic hair, cilia, that can catch smoke. I mean, that's just showing off if you're a cilia. You're like, watch this, and you catch a piece of smoke. Um, they can catch anything. If you can catch smoke, you can filter out basically anything. And that's a big role that they play. And they hang on to it, and when they're sure it's not going to go into your lungs, they kind of throw it down your gullet, and you end up swallowing all that stuff. Dander, smoke, uh, pollen, Ugh. tiny little mites. All this stuff goes into your stomach where they go through the acid rinse cycle and are um, pulverized into nothingness. But that's a that's that it just kind of underlines like how well equipped for nose breathing we actually are. Yeah, it also encourages what's known as diaphragmic breathing, a funny looking word that G always throws me off. Uh, this is that deep breathing when they talk about like if you've ever taken vo- voice lessons or anything like that, or even yoga, they talk about, or meditation, they talk about diaphragm breathing. That's activating the lower part, uh, the lower lobes of your uh, lungs. And that's that's where you want to be breathing from as opposed to chest breathing. Because down there, you've got uh, many more, um, well, there's a, just a bigger percentage of blood than in the upper levels. And that's going to do a whole host of great things for you. Yeah. So you're oxygenating more blood which is good because that means that you're going to uh, get more oxygen all throughout your body because that's one of the roles that blood plays. But also, um, it releases nitric oxide, nasal breathing does. And I don't understand why just nasal breathing, but I I could not figure it out. But let's just suffice to say that James Nestor knows what he's talking about, and then nitric oxide is released in nasal breathing. And nitric oxide actually has a bunch of different effects but a big one is that it's a vasodilator, which means that it opens up your your blood um, vessels so that more blood can flow, your blood pressure is lower, and you're mm-hmm. actually calmer and healthier than you would be. And apparently, this happens through nasal breathing and not through mouth breathing. That's right. So uh, let's take a break. If you weren't on board with nose breathing, I think you will be when we come back and give you a few more reasons. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, are you an athlete? I exercise, but no, I would not say I'm an athlete. I, I, no, it would be shameful for me to say yes to that. <laughs> if you were an athlete, you might want to nose breathe. Uh, there's a doctor named Dr. John uh, Dulyard mm -hmm. who did some studies in the 90s when he kind of put mouth breathers and nose breathers uh, neck to neck and said, go exercise and let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's hook you up to some machines and stuff like that. And Interestingly, he found there there wasn't really a big difference in your heart rate, uh, depending on how you breathe, but a really pretty substantial difference between your breathing rate. Uh, a lot more mouth breathing going on. I think 48 breaths per minute mm -hmm. compared to 14 nasal breaths per minute when you're exercising on that stationary bike. And that, uh, I guess that's just because you're deeper breathing would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, yes. Supposedly, because you'd be using those lower lobes if you're if you're no nasal breathing over mouth breathing. That's a big difference. Four, Fourteen to forty-eight. Yeah, and it's a big difference in your perception of how hard and torturous the exercise is too, because you'd you'd be like, well, who cares if you're if you're taking more breaths through your mouth? 
Well, that that creates the perception of more exertion. Yeah. So apparently, athletes who um, who were uh, put through the study and were basically reached like their max capacity on a stationary bike, um, then the nose breathers said that they were hitting about a four in exertion, while the mouth breathers said that they were hitting about a ten. Yeah. And these are people who are like equally fit, e- equally athletic. So when they max out, it's basically the same thing. The only difference, the only um, variable was whether they were mouth breathing or nose breathing. That is astounding. Remember when those, uh, I don't remember the brand and I don't want to buzz market anyway, but the little strips that you put on your nose to mm-hmm. open your nose up a little bit. Remember sure. when those made the, the rounds, especially uh, with athletes? Y- yeah. Like football, like you didn't see a football player that wasn't wearing one of those, and now you never see those anymore. No, I think they turned everybody's nose green. I wonder if they were just like, I don't know. I wonder if they realized a it maybe didn't have a benefit, or just kind of went through that fad cycle. My experience with them was that it worked too well. Like oh, really? it opened up my nostrils so much, I got a toothache. Really? Yeah, I never used happen? them again. They really worked. Is that a joke though? The no. toothache? How, yeah, how would it was that a happen? Real toothache. But what's the? How does that mechanism work? I don't know, but I, the two were definitely related. Okay. Yeah. You just said that as in like, don't ask any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to whether or not I'm an athlete. No, I'm right. not. <laughs> but I did I think, try this actually, Chuck. Just this very morning, I, after after doing some researching, I went and jogged, and mm-hmm. I tried breathing through my nose. My stupid deviated septum kept me from doing it. But I really want to be able to do this. I want to be able to nose breathe while I'm exercising because I really, like, start panting, like, after a while because I'm mouth breathing. And you end up taking these short, gulpy, shallow breaths, you know, when you're really exerting yourself toward the end of the the um, run or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's not fun. Like, everything else can be fun, but the breathing part can really kind of make it feel like you're suffering, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the that's... Yeah, that's where I suffer the most with my cardio. Yeah, I can I can commiserate. Uh, let me see. Oh, the other big thing is uh, lung capacity. Uh, you can train yourself to increase your lung capacity because uh, people that do like things like free diving mm-hmm. or just uh, hold breath for competition, I'm sure that exists. Yeah. <laughs> like at the swimming pool in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can increase your lung capacity. And there was a study, uh, I think it was a 29, almost 30-year study, uh, in the journal Chest. That's a great name. Great read. In 2000, that showed that you can uh, increase your lung capacity by nose breathing and that that goes a long way toward being healthier. Like if you have bigger lungs capable of breathing more, you're, you're literally going to live longer. Yeah, and um, it's no uh, coincidence that breathing and especially like really paying attention to your breath and like um, creating like a slower longer breathing pattern is a huge part of meditation. And um, James Nestor, the author and breathing researcher, he says um, there's a kind that's called coherent breathing. And he said a good way to to work on breathing is to try this coherent breathing where you breathe in uh, slowly for about five to six seconds, and then you exhale over about five to six seconds. Mm -hmm. And it's surprisingly hard, especially the exhaling part. And that makes sense because if you've ever trained your lungs on one of those little, like, um, breathing trainers, you know what I'm talking about? It's like a handheld piece of plastic with, like, a blue corrugated tube coming out of it that you blow into. 
You know what I'm talking about? I don't about? know about that, but You usually sure. see him at the hospital. Oh, okay, yeah. Yumi got him for us um, during the beginning of the pandemic because she was worried our lungs were going to collapse if we got COVID. So right. <laughs> she was like, we need <laughs> to practice on these. Yeah. It's really hard, um, but the, it's not the it's not the um, the breathing out part. That's the easy part. It's the breathing in part. That's the hardest part. But uh-huh. for me, with the coherent breathing, the exhale is the hardest. It's it's weird. Interesting. But, yeah, but it's it's fun to try actually, and uh, you definitely can see like huge improvements in a very short time if you actually do try to expand your lung capacity. Yeah, I'm gonna work on this. Um, uh, they say if you have anxiety too, to uh, exhale for longer. If you'd like to do that five or six second inhale, try and do like an eight to nine second out exhale, outhale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Tony laughs> Waiting <Hale>. to outhale. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is all, you know, it's funny, like exercise is great and it's certainly something that people should do. But the more I learn about stuff, like the more it seems like stretching and breathing and like these really fundamental things, mm-hmm. if you really tackle that uh, when you're younger, can really extend your life in like healthier years, you know? Definitely. But it's also never too late to start, too. Never too late. Um, so, Chuck, you said never too late. I think that's the end of the short stuff. I think so. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.